0: Hello, my name is Andrew and welcome to another Chill with TFC episode. In this series, we talk to interesting people with relevant experience and insights to help us learn from their perspectives so that we can create the life we love and manage our finances well. My guest studied computer science at Stanford and he has worked at Facebook, Alibaba and other tech companies. He started Rocket Academy after experiencing an industry-wide shortage of good software engineers. He'll share about what makes a good software engineer and how you can position yourself in this space. Let's welcome CEO of Rocket Academy, Kai. Tech talents will be in demand as hiring picks up in 2022 in Singapore. According to surveys by recruitment firms, salaries in areas like technology will rise significantly due to the talent shortage as pointed out by the Robert Walters survey in 2022. Moving forward, is coding an important skill to have to future-proof our careers? What are the opportunities in this space? Today, we'll have an insider's view on software engineering. What do you need to know if you're starting out or changing your career paths halfway? How to increase your own value and therefore your salary as a software engineer? Stay tuned in this career episode. What draws you into software engineering? Absolutely. Software
1: engineering is about solving problems. And the thing that got me most excited about computer science and software engineering to start was that it felt like I could solve problems on my computer. And that was exciting. It's like solving these puzzles, and then but the cool thing is that at the end of it, you actually build something useful, and, and that was super exciting and empowering for me. And I felt like I could build a career out of that.
0: Okay. Do you still do coding nowadays, or are you more focused on the business aspects?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Nowadays, unfortunately, I, 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 the business aspects of the business, like being here for an interview, it's taking and out your time, right? Doing fundraising and, and and working with the team. I think a lot of that takes up my time but I, I really enjoy coding. I really enjoy teaching and I would love to do more of that if I had the time.
0: Right. So uh, how would you describe the allocation of time in terms of building the business itself and working on coding? Like, Do you still Absolutely. code to get yourself into the groove? You know, I mean, I, I code
1: to support students. I look through our educational materials, mm. but it's rare that I have a period of, of a full day, for example, to build a product these days. And so I would say, I would say close to, close to 100% of my working time is spent Working on the business and and less of that is spent coding,
0: mm. yeah. But because of experience, you you know a bit about the industry, and I've seen yeah. your media interviews. You mentioned that there's a global shortage of Absolutely. software it's engineers, massive. yeah. Right. Uh, mm. What data are you looking at? What yeah. do you observe? Tell us about the industry. Yeah. First of all,
1: anecdotally, I think over the last five or so years that I've been working as a software engineer pretty much every single company that I've talked to has wanted to hire software engineers and everybody has been expressing that it's really difficult to find good software engineers and so that was the baseline and I and I knew that from a hirings perspective and I think I or I knew that from a software engineering perspective but I felt that more keenly at from a hiring perspective at my most recent job when I was looking around at the opportunity at rocket Academy I did some googling and and research and realized that There are reports on this, and and one of the reports is from the U.S. Department of Labor, Labor Statistics, and they say that there is a shortage of 40 million software engineers in the world today. And this shortage is expected to grow to 85 million by 2030. And this is from the official U.S. Labor Department. From Singapore, we have Minister Vivian Balakrishnan from the Smart Nation Initiative and he said late last year that there's a, demand, there's a shortage of 60,000 infocom workers in Singapore alone within the next two years. And so there's a massive gap for context, right? Universities around the world, they produce about a mi- less than a million computer science graduates every year compared to the shortage of 40 million. And within Singapore, we only have two or 3,000 computer science graduates per year compared to the shortage of 60,000. So there's a huge gap in the market. And this is where Rocket Academy is trying to address that.
0: What do you think that is so? I mean, isn't this a very hot field to be in? Yeah, it's so or is new. There still a shortage, it's really right? new, right?
1: Singapore is a financial hub. I mean, just in the Singapore context, we're a financial hub. And in the past, right, computer science was not seen as a cool topic to learn. There weren't so many cool tech companies around, and so in the past, I think it wasn't a career, a pop, super popular career choice or even field of study. And I would say it's only really in the last 10 years where tech has become so popular everywhere in the world that, that computer science is becoming more popular and the demand for software engineers is growing. And the, the schools like the universities everywhere in the world have been playing catch up to be able to support this demand.
0: Mm, I'd like to dig into the nuances of it. Yes. I mean, there's a difference between shortage of software engineers and yeah. shortage of good software engineers, yes, as you, you mentioned just now as yeah, well, right? Yeah, so yeah. What's, what's the
1: situation like in Singapore? Absolutely. You know, in Singapore, we're super lucky. Mm. We are really lucky that our K-12 education, our you know, from, from primary school all the way through secondary school and, and beyond... tertiary education is super strong generally, right? And what that means is that Singaporeans often come with strong communication skills, logical thinking skills when compared with K-12 graduates in in some other countries. And this is great for software engineering because software engineering primarily is a problem-solving exercise. It is about figuring out what the problem is, being able to break down that problem into components and being able to communicate those different components to everybody else on the team. And so Singaporeans have an advantage because our baseline communication skills and logical thinking skills are relatively strong. And what that means is that it becomes much easier with this foundation to pick up the technical skills to be a software engineer, for example. Okay. Yeah. What do you think the industry is looking for in terms yeah. of software engineers? Great. Yeah. What is it? You're right. So we were saying everyone's looking for good software engineers. but What but, does that mean? Right? Right? What does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I would say there are two, and I'm generalizing, but I would say there are two kinds of software engineers in the world. Generally speaking, they are the factory worker kind of software engineers and they're the knowledge worker kind of software engineers. Factory worker software engineers, generally we can think of them like factory workers, where you have a particular skill, you're on the assembly line, and you're doing the same thing again. You're applying the same technology to build the same product over and over again. Knowledge worker software engineers are software engineers that are generally solving problems. And these are the software engineers that we can think of from the big tech companies, the Silicon Valley, the sexy Google engineers who make a lot of money and have all these cool company perks. And why do they get paid so much? They get paid so much because they are paid not just to apply the same hammer to the same nail, but they're getting paid because the company is expecting them to figure out, is this problem worth solving? If it is worth solving, how would we solve it? And in these different options of how we're going to solve the problem, is it worth it? Should we even do it? And if, if we are going to do it, can you please go get it done? And that kind of job scope has huge leverage because we can see, right, Google with however many engineers they, they have, maybe thousands, are serving the entire world. And, and that has huge leverage and ability to help tech companies make money. Okay, yeah. so knowledge workers and factory workers. Knowledge workers and factory workers, yeah. To to look at them. So everybody's the is looking categories. for the knowledge worker software engineer. And that is what is in-demand the market. That is what Rocket Academy is trying to produce.
0: Mm, in order to create value for the company and also to create value for yourself. Because you're yeah. moving up the value chain, right? Exactly. Like there are always
1: instead. going to be more affordable people in the world to be factory worker engineers.
0: Okay, so what's the path to becoming a good knowledge worker in the area of software Absolutely. engineering in
1: this case. super important. It, well, okay, just in terms of core skills, communication is is super important because it's all about a team ability to work together with a team to solve these problems. In terms of getting in, it is so important to find companies where there is a strong tech culture to learn and grow as a knowledge worker software engineer. There are companies out there where they think of software engineers more as a factory worker software engineer. In the industry, sometimes we call it code monkey. Right? Mm. And the idea is that, okay, hey, you, you're a software engineer, come, uh, you you are a very specific, specific skill, just do this over and over again. And that's generally not the place where we would want to go if we're progressing toward a knowledge worker or software engineer, because we need to be able to be given the responsibility to think about the problem more generally. How am I going to solve this problem and, and learn from our teams? Ideally, the tech culture, wherever we join is such that there are seniors who are more experienced, who
0: can show us best practices and we can grow in our craft. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned logic and problem solving. Yes. And the other aspect of it is the communication skills. Yeah. Tell us more about these two skills. Absolutely. Yeah. So communication skills you mentioned, absolutely the most important.
1: Others that you mentioned, logic and problem solving. It's very, it's, it's. yeah, I mean, logic is like, okay, if A, then B, if B, then C. And it's easy to describe, but it's actually much more complex. And I would say logic and problem solving are, are similar. I've grouped them into one category here. And it's easy to describe if A, then B, if B, then C in in, in in conversation like this, but it becomes more difficult to think that way, especially for first-time programmers or, or, or early-stage programmers. And where this comes into play in coding is like, no matter how senior you are when you're coding, you will always encounter problems. You always encounter bugs, right? Even the apps we use today, sometimes there are bugs, right? Always. And when there are bugs, right, we need to... In order to, to solve and fix those problems, we need to think logically. Right. Okay, why is this problem happening? What is the program telling me that can give me a clue as to how I can fix this problem? And for first-time programmers, myself included, when I was first starting out, I would be so frustrated. I'd be banging my head I'd be like oh I really don't know why is it telling me this and I would try random things I would guess I would just like randomly guess oh maybe it's
0: because maybe I just need to restart my computer <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yes uh, <laughs> like that, 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 that old that, joke, that, that often that old works. joke. <laughs> to be fair that, that's still... and, and that meme of everyone praying to the servers <laughs> yeah yeah the picture, no, right? I, okay.
1: recently they had the DBS <laughs> outage right oh I can only imagine oh, oh, yeah. I can only mm. imagine what those guys were, were any, having to go through any
0: insider knowledge of what happened I have no idea, <laughs> okay. no,
1: no idea. but I can imagine were, everyone everyone's freaking out right but um yeah it's all about logically thinking okay if the program says there's not enough memory then why would there not be enough memory and then what can i do to work backwards to solve that problem that is the kind of logical thinking that we do when debugging
0: okay do you think that uh, certain people with a certain inclination for logic are more suitable for this job or it might not are there people who are just not suitable for this job or it, maybe it's not interesting enough for them.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I personally believe that anyone can become a software engineer. All right. I personally, And that is why we have Rocket Academy, to empower anyone that wants to try, can come out to our basics course. You can try it out, see if you enjoy it, see if you think Rocket Academy is a good place for you. It's free. And, and anybody can try. And I believe anybody has the potential to do it. I think it's difficult to judge based on someone's educational background or even their company where they've worked, whether they're going to be a successful software engineer or not. For example, we've had people who have fancy degrees who don't do as well in programming and don't have as strong communication skills. Mm-hmm. But we also have people who don't have fancy degrees whose highest education was N-levels, for example, and who succeeded really strong communicators, really strong software engineers. And so it, it it's not completely dependent on one's prior educational background, or even where one's worked. For anyone who's even curious, regardless of your educational background, I recommend you just try out our free Coding Basics course, see if it's right for you. And then if you perform well, then you can get accepted into our bootcamp course. Yeah.
0: So that's the logic aspect. Anything else about it that you yeah. want to talk about logic before we move on to communications?
1: Mm. Logic aspect. Well, so much of it, you know, is about persistence.
0: It's not just about, you know, mo-
1: most people don't they don't immediately come unless you have so much experience as a software engineer, it's difficult to immediately come up with a solution to an answer. Oftentimes, even the best software engineers I met, my professor in, in uni at Stanford, he's saying the hardest bug that he's done, it took him six months to solve. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how did you spend six months debugging something? And, but eventually what I've learned from this field is that every technical problem is solvable. It just takes time and persistence and this logical thinking. And a lot of Googling. From what I understand online. So much Googling, yeah. No there's so much information out there. The field of computer science is expanding exponentially and the world of software engineering is expanding exponentially. There's no way anyone can possibly have all of that knowledge in their head. And so what we do is we offload these you know, like Encyclopedia, right? We, we don't carry around physical We don't memorize encyclopedia It's just on, on on Google
0: Yeah, someone else would have solved them And yeah, posted the solution exactly. online Exactly, someone
1: posted the solution What do I do when I have this problem? How do I have this syntax?
0: Right? Just forget it like, You just
1: need to think about the problem at hand All the reference material is on Google
0: Okay yeah. Alright, so there's logic There's problem solving mm. For many people Maybe our impression of software engineers is, yeah. is that But you mentioned mm. communication skills Yes, so important
1: why are communication skills so important for software engineers? It is not just about being able to individually independently code up a program on our own. We are almost as software engineers we're almost never working alone in silos, only at only if you're like the founder of your own startup and you're the one man team you're mm-hmm. doing that. At almost any other situation in software engineering, there's always a team. And when a team is built and 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 one important insight here is that Coding is more like writing an essay than solving a math problem.
0: Mm, quotable
1: quotes. It's Coding more is like, more like writing an it's essay. It's more like this. writing an essay than solving a math problem. Okay. Yes, there are some qualities that make it similar to solving a math problem, like, okay, the program has to work. But more often than that, the more important aspect is the communication aspect of what does this code do? Because when we're working on a team, it's not just me alone working on this code. My entire team is working Working on this code, to, for example, let's say I have a payments application, right? And there's a checkout functionality, and the entire team depends on this functionality. Different people need to be able to go in and add different features when when they need to. And if I wrote my code in such a way that nobody else can understand, it says apple carrot banana, right? Like I, instead of you know payment value, instead of. The balance left. I, I name those variables. I name it apple, banana, carrot. Nobody's going to understand what this program is trying to do, and that is going to slow things down. It it makes it much easier for our teammates to create bugs. Right? They might think that banana means balance, but actually, it means <laughs> it means uh, the amount that I want to pay. Okay. And so, communication is so important, not just in terms of variable naming, but in terms of documentation. Being able to comment. Okay, this code transfers this amount of money into this other place. And, and also in, in planning. The software engineers have to say, hey guys, I'm planning to build this payments feature today. I'm planning to implement it in XYZ way. Do you see any ways in which this is going to conflict? If the communication is not strong, that engineer might just go and build something that doesn't work with the rest of the team and then we'll be wasting a lot of time.
0: Okay, but is that more of a managerial role that does that planning or (gasps) software engineers have to Yeah, software engineers should be. I mean, if you want to be a knowledge software engineer, that's that's
1: what you got to do. Otherwise, you're a factory worker software engineer and your value is a lot less.
0: Okay, so you might create the best program, but it might not scale because nobody understands it. Yeah, if nobody understands it, and and no, and nobody can maintain it,
1: right? Uh, yeah, it's gonna
0: be mm. terrible. It's much communication, for, re, um, refers to from what I'm understanding, mm-hmm. uh, it's not just. Documentation because that's very important too. Yeah. It's a written form of communication, right? Yeah. Documentation. Yeah. And there's also the, the presentation, the, the verbal aspects of communicating with our teammates, like yeah. what this code means, yep. and therefore everyone's on the same in page.
1: Regard, in, the, in software engineering in Silicon Valley and increasingly in the rest of the world, there are two tracks. Mm-hmm. There's the individual contributor track, where you are the so-called individual contributor. You are the software engineer writing code from day one until until you become very senior and then there is the manager track so you start off as software engineer but then you become a manager of software engineers and in silicon valley these two tracks are parallel there's no one track that's superior to the other and so but regardless of which track we choose communication is some point even if we are an individual contributor our role is not just to write the code our role is to set the technical direction and guidance for the rest of the team the manager is more there to usually manage the people concerns and the HR concerns. The, the, the tech lead or the you know, often the senior individual contributors, they have to be able to commun- write clear documentation so everybody knows, okay, we're going in this direction. We've got we to gotta structure this system in this way. Communication only becomes more and more important regardless of which technical track we choose. How does one build up communication skills? Because it's like a soft skill. Yeah, right. great question. This is something that I think emphasizes the importance of our childhood education. It's not that we can't go and build it as adults, but childhood education gives people much a head start if if people have been doing more project-based learning or or you know, not just rote memorization, but also working with peers to accomplish a project, present their projects, and that kind of thing. So I think childhood-based, you know, K-12 education is really important for that. As adults I think some ways we can improve our communication are to go to a place where there are people that we can learn from. And so find companies that you respect, find go go to meetups or I guess now during covid fewer meetups but, uh, but
0: it's on Zoom maybe. Do more
1: do more yeah. do more networking whether it's through events or whether it's through interest groups, right? Just find people that you really admire, that communicate clearly, that you want to learn with and try and join them. Ask them if you can do a project with them, ask them if you can go work at their company and just Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: We have a good roadmap. I think mm-hmm. you've provided us with a roadmap ahead. For example, think of knowledge workers and not factory workers. Yeah. And then the two main skill set is logic and problem solving and yeah. communication skills. Yeah. So what advice do you have for someone starting out? For someone starting out, I would say the best way to start out and learn software engineering
1: is to just start coding. And I think many people know this. There are so many free tutorials online for people to learn the basics of coding and they're great. They're really high quality developed by the, some of the best individuals in the world. And that is the best way to get your hands dirty. And once you've once you've tried it out, tinkered with it a little bit and you're looking for something more structured and more guided, then courses like Rocket Academy come into play. Schools like Rocket Academy provide a structured and guided curriculum where students can get led by experienced instructors with a cohort of high-performing peers. And for our bootcamp course, students are guaranteed a software engineering job. So that once you've decided that it's right for you and you want to pursue it, then Rocket Academy is there as the, as the security to, to achieve that.
0: I have academy. an image in my mind as you're describing it. So I want to ask, hmm. do you think coding is more of a, a solo activity or a group activity? Well, interesting that you say mm-hmm. that because
1: when learning coding and in the day-to-day of coding, it, it, it can be more solo. But in the broader context, when we're working at a company, it is it is completely a team activity because we are never building something standalone. right? How many people did it take to build the Grab app or the DVS app? I mean, it mm-hmm. took so many people to build that. Very rarely do we have apps that we use on our phone that's built by a single engineer. And so from a day to day, we have to be independent. We have to be able to Google and solve problems on our own. But we also have to be able to engage with our broader team of software engineers to be able to communicate. Okay, guys, I'm working on this feature. I know you're working on that feature. Let's have a meeting to merge the two and make sure that they play nice with each other.
0: Okay, so I asked about advice for someone starting out. Yeah. How about someone who is changing career path? Do you think it's more challenging?
1: Absolutely. It's absolutely more challenging for someone who has already, for example, gone through a poly or uni diploma or degree and is changing into a, a new field like software. It's more challenging because in school, you had so much time, right, to study and to focus you on that play area. play around. Yeah, <laughs> but the good thing, stuff. the good thing is that it's, first of all, it's still early days. People might think that Oh, like the tech boom has been already been around for 10 years. It's too late for me to switch. There are already too many software engineers. That couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, the rate of increase in demand for software engineering jobs is outpacing the growth in new software engineers. And so if, if anyone here who's listening is thinking about making this career switch, it is the early days still of the internet revolution and the software revolution. And even if we and and and, and so many traditional industries are are getting changed accelerating because of COVID, and tech is one of those industries which is which is still has been booming throughout. And and so for anyone who's thinking about transitioning to software engineering, now is a great time. And Rocket Academy is happy to support however we can.
0: Mm. So, what can one do in terms of? I mean, how, how different is it from starting out? You know, in terms of the learning process, yeah. what should the approach be? Should yeah, I, you know, just jump straight into joining a company and learn on the job. You know, what's what's the process like?
1: Yeah, I would say the first thing you can do is Google uh, for you know, learning coding, courses, learning basic coding. Okay. Right, there are great courses by places like Khan Academy or Code Academy, right? Free courses online where they have tutorials, super step-by-step guided tutorials. And that can give a, people a good sense of whether you actually enjoy... What do you think is cool? Like solving, solving these digital... It's a bit like playing these games like Minesweeper or Bejeweled where you're just like solving these puzzles online um, or, or on your computer. And if you find that that's something that you enjoy then then you can try further, right? You can explore other courses. Rocket Academy is not the only school out there. There are other schools out there. Rocket Academy has a free introductory coding basics course where you can go to learn with other motivated peers with the guidance of experienced instructors to develop this passion
0: further. Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned that in the field of software engineering, it's still early days? Very much early days. Right. I'll dig further into that and yeah. ask about, well, you see the whole area of software engineering we're looking at, the upcoming trends and yeah. industries, and maybe it's gaming, maybe yeah. it's, it's blockchain. So many, yeah. All right. Do you think coding is an important skill to have? Twenty twenty two, moving yeah. forward.
1: Yeah. Oh man, yeah. it's yeah. not just 2022 2020, is- 2030 2040 Man, we now see people, the governments all over the world are starting to say, "Hey, you know, kids should learn coding." And it doesn't mean that everybody needs to only do coding and specialize in coding, and that's all they're going to do. They're not going to speak English anymore. They're going to speak coding. That's not the case. But coding is a tool that people will use across all disciplines, whether it is physics, math, even humanities. We're going to be using software to achieve more of our goals. And so we are talking about early days and within the fields that you mentioned, gaming, blockchain, mm. right? These are some of the hot topics of the day. I mean, other hot topics include AI, include VR, metaverse. Mm. Robotics. Right? Yeah. Robotics, right? You see those robot dancers. Yeah, seems all related to
0: yeah. coding. Yeah.
1: And the, the foundation, you know, what's interesting is that Yes, these are all different applications of software, but the foundations of all of these different applications are very similar. Regardless of whether we are a software engineer and building the next video game or building the next cryptocurrency or building the next blockchain solution, the the core logic of defining variables, creating functions that are subroutines and debugging, being able to logically step backward and solve problems. It is the same across all of those. And that is what we are trying to educate people with at Rocket Academy because once someone grasps these foundational computer science and software engineering skills, they can branch on into any of these specialties on their own. You can go and self-learn to be a blockchain developer or DevOps or infrastructure or gaming or mobile or data science, any of these are accessible to you once you have that core software engineering foundation. That is the strength of the knowledge worker software engineer. You're not confined to your one hammer anymore. You have the skill to
0: learn and you can go and learn anything you want. That is the beauty of it all. If I were to put you on the spot and mm. ask you to be a futurist, you know, yeah. what do you see in the future? What are some trends and you can extrapolate it from your experience and yeah. whatever you've observed in the past? Yeah, Every
1: industry is going to be revolutionized by software. And it has already been revolutionized by software. The way we record music, the way we consume media. I mean, I, I, the list goes on and on. I don't have to go in banking, right? the gaming and everything. Finance. And every field is going to need software engineers. But software engineering is not the only part of it. We not only need software engineering, we also need core expertise in each of those fields. No matter how strong our computers are, we still need doctors to be able to tell the computers what to do or verify that the computer is saying is right. Right. No matter how good, right. I was just reading this article yesterday about the chess players who got beat by some very strong computer, AI computer. And they're saying, actually the computers and the humans complement each other. And so, For people who are aspiring to study a certain field, I I wouldn't say drop what you're doing. You have to do computer science. That's not what I would recommend. I would say follow your passion, whether it's in arts, whether it's in humanities, whether it's in science, but also learn a bit of coding because being able to marry those two skill sets, the intersection, Steve Jobs' intersection of technology and liberal arts, that's where the sweet spot is. That's where the innovation is going to come from in the future.
0: Okay. Right, I think that's a good place to wrap up this part of the conversation. Yeah, sure. yeah. Thank you, Kai. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening all the way here. Stay after this outro because usually we have some bonus content right at the end. It's like the end credit scene of a movie. But before that, I hope you've learned something useful today. If you like more of this content, join our Telegram group, follow us on social media, sign up for our newsletter. For all this and more, check out thefinancialcoconut.com. My name is Andrew. Stay tuned for the next episode of Chill with the Financial Coconuts. We do have three questions that we ask every guest. Okay. And the first question yeah. is, what is one of your core life principles?
1: Yeah, I was really inspired by a talk I, I watched from Y Combinator, actually. Y Combinator Startup School in 2017. There's, there's someone, Ali Rogani, and he gave a talk about leadership. And he said, what is the most important value or aspect of leadership? And the one adjective he gave or the one trait that he gave was trust and it's super powerful and trust comes back to integrity and that is the foundation of everything everything that we do in life it, it, regardless of what profession we're in integrity is the the bedrock that allows other people to work with us and that's that's my core
0: principle okay my second question well finance podcast I'd yeah. like to hear your thoughts on finance so mm-hmm. what is one piece of financial advice that comes to mind Yeah. if I ask you about a piece of advice that it should be shared more often. Yeah. So we should talk about it more.
1: When you ask me this question, what comes to mind is something that my dad actually shared with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is applicable to everyone, but but this has been applicable to me so far. He said when you need to spend, spend every single cent. But when you don't need to spend, save every single cent. And that has been profound for me because, you know, there are situations where really like Really need to get this done, and just you know spend whatever it takes to get it done. But there are other situations where it's not really necessary, and 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 we can save money in that context.
0: How have you applied your dad's
1: advice in your own life? Is it in business? Yeah, and I think about mm. it. Well, mostly in like medical context, right? Oh. Of course, if there's a medical emergency, okay. or if there's, or if there's a you. For example, in business, actually, one of one of the my favorite books that I read recently was Robert Kwok's memoir. Mm. And, and there's one point where he's trying to get a deal done and, and, and he's, he's working with his teammate to get the deal done. And then the, the negotiator from the other side, they increased the price of the deal at the last minute. And Robert Cox said, never mind, like, don't worry about the details. You know, uh, just get the deal done because we know that this is going to be much bigger value in the future. So I think of it in those contexts, right? When like in the medical context or when it comes to family and relationships, when you education, we need to spend Spend every single cent when when we don't need to spend right. Whether it's on on consumer goods, right? We try and save as much as possible.
0: Okay, yeah. right. My last question for you today: mm. What is one area of your life that you're giving additional focus right now?
1: Yeah, one area of my life that I'm giving additional focus right now, and I I hope that I can give focus for the rest of my life is relationships. Mm. I really think that that's something that is super core to our life, right? I want one, one thing that comes to mind is Ray Dalio, Ray Dalio. And he wrote this popular book called principles. And one of the key takeaways is that to him, the most valuable things in life are meaningful work and meaningful relationships. And that resonated with me a lot. And it, it is it ultimately at the end of the day is the relationships in our life that make life worth living and, it's a constant balancing act because we're, everyone is so busy with their work, with their hobbies, with their family and friends. And it's very easy to get complacent. It's very easy to lose sight of who are the important people in my life. Am I giving them enough? Am I there for them? Am I, am I present? and Am I actively supporting them? And so that's something that I, that I, that I want to keep in mind and I, I'm currently thinking about as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Kai.
1: Thank you so much.